Uh, g'day, this is Scott Gibbons, and this show is called On the Road. What's On the Road all about? It's all about seeing our beautiful country going out in your RV, and your RV might be a caravan or a camper trailer, it might be a tent, it might even be a luxury motorhome, whatever you've got, hey, come and join us, because we're going to see through the eyes of the radio some beautiful parts of Australia today, and what's happening right now is, Victoria's closed, but Victoria's open. What do I mean by that? Well, the Victorian Caravan and Camping Virtual Show is on. I'm loving it. I'm getting to go to a caravan show again, and the and the demonstrations are on, so you can learn about cooking, you can learn about some of the hints about RVing, and it's just like being at a real show, except you're doing it from New South Wales, and you're doing it from the comfort of your own place here, so there's no parking, <laughs> there's no crowds, and when you want a break, you just have a little break, so it's called, you write this down because you can go onto it right now, it's called Victorian Caravan and Camping Virtual Show dot com dot au victorian caravan and camping virtual show dot com dot au and i reckon you'll have a ball because I'm, I'm having a ball with it i think it's terrific now speaking of having a ball last weekend jimmy my brother-in-law and uh, arthur and his family we all went up to stockton again now stockton beaches in new south wales it's about 4200 hectares of sand it is just magnificent it's fun it's outstanding or it used to be, because you used to have terrific hills that you could drive up and drive down, and, and it was so exciting. But now, oh, they've neutered it. <laughs> so you get to drive along the beach, which is still good, but you get to drive along the beach. You pay $33 for a three-day pass, but the hills, they've fenced them off. Now, some of the fences, here's the interesting part, some of the fences, and they've done lots of fencing through throughout the Stockton Beach area, some of the fences, they've, they've left them in natural colour, so they're not in day glow red or something where you'd see. And when the wind blows, some of these fences are being hidden. So I'm sure somebody's going to run over a fence and do some damage to their vehicle and the fence. And then there's other areas where they're putting these very high poles. So you do have visibility, and that's terrific, except so many of them have fallen over. And if you run over one of those... I reckon you will kill your car. You'll kill your phobia. It's just it's just sad. So I reckon um, I'm going to be sending a letter off to somebody. I don't know who yet, but I'll be sending a letter off because it's just not as good as it was. I've done it many times. Jimmy's done it many times. Arthur's done it numerous times. So, you know, there's something. Now, here's another thing that's good because everybody now is getting ready for Christmas holidays and everybody wants to get away. And what you do is you have a little checklist, don't you? You have a checklist to say, oh, this is what we're going to put in the RV this time. We, we know what food, we know what drink, we know what blankets, we know what chairs, we know everything that we're going to put in. Make sure you fill up the gas bottles and make sure you check the air conditioning. You've got your checklist. But one of the checklists that you might need to have <laughs> is the checklist for leaving home, the checklist for locking up. So I found this the other day and I thought, oh, gee, that's clever. I've got to share this with you because it is so good. So one of the things is, and you might just want to note some of these down. Many of them are just common sense, but you might want to just, if there's something there that tickles you and you think, ah, make a note of that. So put all the garbage out. You know, before you lock up home, put all your garbage out. Makes sense, I know. But if you leave something in there, it's going to go off. <laughs> it's going to go smelly and stinky and rotten and horrible. Ah, you don't want that. 
you might want to turn, if you've got uh, your air conditioning on automatic, you want to make sure that you turn that off so that it's not heating and cooling and doing whatever it is while you're away. So turn that off because that'll save you a heap of money. And maybe you've got heated floor tiles in your bathrooms, you might want to turn those thermostats off as well. Uh, if you've got garden sprinklers and they're set to automatic, well, you know, I, I don't know whether you want to water everything while you're away and make everything grow so that, because if that happens uh, and you're away for long enough, your grass is going to need mowing if you're in a home. So, you know, consider that whether you leave your sprinkler systems on or off and, and do you need to get somebody in to mow while you're away so that that's sorted and do you need to get a neighbour or somebody or a close friend, whatever, to come by and pick up your local newspaper if you still get one of those and empty your letterbox because that's important. So those sorts of things uh, you've got to be aware of. Uh, here's a beauty. I hadn't thought of this one. But run your garbage disposal. If you've got a garbage disposal, run it. Like put some hot water down there and run it because if if <laughs> it can get smelly and stinky too while you're away. So another little thing. Also check that your toilets have all been flushed before you go because you might have, say, one of your little grandkids that are going with you and they've just decided to leave a gift for you before you go and that can cause a problem when you get back. So last thing to do before you lock up, flush all the toilets. And check your laundry hamper to make sure you've emptied that because sometimes the, the dirty clothes, they can go off and waffly and <laughs> a bit woofy too. Uh, check your windows and doors are all locked and uh, make sure that if you want to, that you've unplugged your TV and the other appliances that are just going to use electricity while you're away because you don't really need to have those going while you're away if you don't want to, something. Um, as I said, get someone to check your, your letters to make sure you don't have a bunch because the burglars, the burglars know that if they see a whole bunch of stuff hanging out of your letterbox constantly and they see the local newspapers just mounting up, there's a good chance you're away. Good chance. So there you go. You might want to put some of your bills on automatic payment so uh, they don't come into your letterbox and you're away. <laughs> so sort those out first. And then you might want to work out to get a second credit card because if you happen to get scammed or you happen to lose one of your cards, maybe that leaves you without the ability to use a credit card. So you might want to have a spare one somewhere with you. And the same thing with some emergency cash. So you've got some cash there for you. Um, because, you know, if you lose your credit card and you don't have cash, or you go to somewhere that doesn't take cash, or you go to somewhere and their, uh, their, their machine is down, and that happens, then they want money. And if you've just filled up, that's going to be a problem. So there you go. Now, what's happening? i tell you what's happening. It's almost summer. <clears throat> Pardon me, it's almost summer. Now, we know. We know that Billy Thorpe thinks it's almost summer too. So why don't we get a little bit of Billy Thorpe? It's almost summer. Hey, this show is called On The Road. I'm Scott Gibbons. I love being with you. This is just so terrific. So what about we all enjoy Billy Thorpe? It's almost summer. Here he comes now. Summertime Yeah, summertime 
skies all blue Dancing all night, some parties till the daylight Drink tequila sunrise with the morning dew And you, my lady We make you love in the sand while the surf keeps time I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait summertime Oh, yeah, Billy Thorpe, eh? it's almost summer. It is almost summer, isn't it? Do you know that song came out in around about 1975? Is that phenomenal? You ready to hear from Jacqueline Bolt? Here she comes. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We are on the road, and I'll tell you who I'm with now. I'm with Jacqueline Bold. Now, you know Jacqueline because we've talked to Jacqueline numerous times before because she is one of those gurus that knows so much about the whole industry of caravans and motorhomes and camper trailers and boat trailers and horse floats and all of those wonderful things. But... She's got this wonderful thing. We're sitting at her desk now and we're looking at a thing called Elect Brakes. So, Jacqueline, tell me about Elect Brakes. Scott, Elect Brakes is a relatively new product to the caravan market, but they have been around long enough. We did our research for well over a year. We kind of stalked them and checked them <laughs> out and made them prove their worth before we took them on as, as, a, as a place that you could get an Elect Brake. So, an Elect Brake is actually a think of it like a portable solution to the in-car brake control unit so we've all known you know if you're running electric brakes on your van on your camper whatever you're towing behind you you need the in-car brake control unit in the car to run the brakes yes you put on the brake sends the power feed through talks to it applies the right amount of pressure that's fabulous so whether you've got a you know you might have a red Octo pro elite or a concha or a prodigy or camac version there's, there's lots of versions they're fabulous, right? They're great, they do the job really well. Until perhaps you want to share your caravan or your camper or your boat trailer or your horse float or tow it between multiple cars the household owns or you might be a ah. tradies, it might be you know a work, a work trailer and you've got four or five different tradies and you never know who's gonna be needing to pick it up. Ah. Yeah, so now there's a solution that makes that actually really easy. You don't have to fit 
the hardwired in in-car brake control unit into the car. So you can have four or five people using your trailer and they yes. don't have to have four or five hardwired in units. Correct, into oh, every vehicle. That's an immense saving. It's a great saving if, if that's required. Now, I'm not saying this is not better or worse. It's just another solution. And to top it off, it's Australian made, oh, which is brilliant because we're just loving the Aussie product. Yeah. You know, we've got to really keep our creativity and R&D and manufacturing going yep. in our country. And Electbrake fits it all. So basically, you have a, a little unit, the Electbrake unit, that you mount to the front of your caravan. I'll just talk about it in caravan terms, but sure. you know it's going to be any towable vehicle. Yeah. So you mount that to the front. Now, if you're wanting to use it on different vehicles, you can even cable tie it on and then snip your cable ties when you've finished your destination trip and go and put it on the next vehicle. So you could use it on your box trailer and your caravan and your boat trailer, whatever it might be. Then you're probably wondering, but how does it talk to the car? Well, all you need to do is buy the right uh, adapter. So think of it's wiring adapter. So you get them in 7-pin to 7-pin or 7-pin to 12-pin or 12-pin to 12-pin and you plug them in. You plug one side into the car just through the trailer plug on the back of the car and you plug the other side into the trailer plug on your caravan and then on the, it's also got like a little, um, a little cable that plugs directly into the trailer mounted electric unit. That's great. So now we're connected from car to caravan but how does it run? You've got two options. You can either download an app on your phone to control it, or you can buy the remote control. I personally am a fan of the remote control, so you're not tempted to touch your mobile phone while driving. <laughs> okay, we don't want people to get fined no. for doing the wrong thing. <laughs> Good point. Um, and it's very, very simple. You know, and then the person in the passenger seat can do it as well. They, you know, it's it's very, very easy. Um, so all of a sudden, you have complete control over running your electric brakes just by using existing uh, wiring that's in the car right. and adding in the electric system. And it all runs on Bluetooth. So what that says is that if somebody has a caravan and maybe, because we can't get caravans at the moment new, Melbourne's been shut down, yep. that's 80 to 90% of our market. Yep. And so even buying a second-hand caravan, caravan is becoming very, very difficult. So what are people doing? They're renting them out. So, They're renting. so the if you've solution. got a caravan, you rent it out. If you've got your caravan or your camper on Camplify or any of the other sites or you're private renting it out, perhaps it's even the kids want to borrow it, you know, and take the grandkids yeah. away or the next door neighbour or whoever it might be. They no longer need to go and pay to have a hardwired in brake control unit into their car just to perhaps try caravanning for the very first time. So you could give the renter either the remote control or access to the app, and it's done. They don't have to have a hardwired in. Correct. Oh, isn't that yeah, genius? it's fabulous. Brilliant. So Another actually, Aussie solution. It really is. So um, a lot of my customers who are renting out their vans for extra income, because, you know, if they're not using it, they might as well earn some money from yeah. it. Yeah. Um, rather than relying on the, 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 the new renter to download the app, they're buying the remote control and handing it all over. So they're charging, you know, a, a bond on it and a fee, but they're giving the, the ability to run those electric brakes correctly Brilliant. to the person who's going to rent it. So there's no guessing and hoping that they've got a unit and it's going to work. All right. So if somebody wants an electric brake, by the way, electric brake is E-L-E-C-B-R-A-K-E-S, electric brakes. That's one word. So if somebody wants one. How do they get it? Yep, give me a phone call, 02 8544 at Bold Trailer and Caravan Repair Centre. Just Center. do that one more time and a little bit slower. Yep, 02 
8544 8114. Or Bold Trailer. Or at Bold Trailer and Caravan Repair Centre. Or go to our website and send me a message at boldtcrc.com.au and we're sending these right around the country. B-O-L-D-T-C-R-C.com.au. Spot on. Fabulous. Well, you deserve a song. What would you like? Oh, anything by Crowded House, Scott. <laughs> Anything by Crowded House. Anything, love more. Ah, oh, there we go, Jason. Jason's going to choose a song from Crowded House. Now, we only play Aussie. You know we only play Aussie. And as Jacinta Radun said the other day, we want Crowded House back. So at the moment, she's even acknowledging that they're Australian. So if that's the case, we can play it for you, Jack. Absolutely. There you go. All righty. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We are On The Road. And if you want to get more and find out more, then you go into ontheroad.com.au. No, it's On The Road Media. Dot com dot au, on the road media.com.au and you can get all our podcasts. But this is Jacqueline Bold that you've just been listening to talking about leg breaks and by golly, she's good. So here comes Crowded House.
Oh, yeah, crowded house. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. This show is on the road, and by golly, we have some good times. Now, do you need some drawers for your four-wheel drive? Do you need some drawers for your ute? You've got to go and check out Off-Road Systems. Now, they've got some terrific features in their drawers. Now, the important part is they're Aussie-made. They are made here in Australia. So these are not imported rubbish. These are not throwaway. These are proper good solid Aussie drawers. How solid are they? Well, they're that good. They even have, see, a lot of drawers are just a drawer, but these have got bump stops in them, so they're incredibly safe. So when your vehicle's parked on a slope, the drawer doesn't go sliding in on you. No, this is brilliant. You've got to have a demonstration and see how good these are. Then they've got dividers in the drawers, and the, the dividers are adjustable to suit you. So you just take that divider out, you put it in so you can make as big a space or as small a space within that drawer area as you want. And you can have more and more dividers if you have lots of little things that you want to put aside. Very clever. Now, here's something that is really clever. The carpeting is marine grade carpeting. But, this is a big but, it's not glued down. How clever is that? You might be saying, it's not glued down. No. So if you have a spill, you spill some milk or oil or whatever, then you can take that carpet out. You can wash it, hose it down, do whatever you want to do with it and put it back in. Is that brilliant? That's brilliant. I reckon it's just outstanding. Now, the other outstanding things they have is that you can have a gas top cooking tray. So they've got a stainless steel tray that goes on top of one of the drawers so you can put your gas cooker on top of that clever so now you're cooking at proper height and then if you want to there's another option this is so good it's a timber cutting board so that goes on your other drawer and now you've got a cooking tray on one sandwich board on the other picnics all happening that is so good so how do you find out more where you go to off road systems off road systems.com.au they're in sydney you can give them a call 02-4647-6322. Off-road systems. I'm telling you, quality, quality, quality. All Aussie, all made here. Offroadsystems.com.au. Now, one of the things you might want to do, you might want to do is start packing up your caravan. If you want to do that, there's some things with your caravan that you want to be aware of and club 4x4 have been so good because they've told us that when you're packing your caravan you've got to make sure that the heavy items the big heavy items are down low so if you've got a barbecue a generator a fridge slide but not a fridge slide but a, a, a the sides for your awnings then they've got to be down low because they're heavy you don't want them up high and then you've got to make sure that your tv and your microwave turntable that they're packed away because you know you might be going over some some bumps and you don't want those things falling off and breaking, so that's clever. Just take them off, put them under your bed maybe, but wrap them up in some plastic or a blanket, so that's clever. In your overhead cupboards, make sure that you've only got the lighter things, you know, and you don't need to take, as they say, you don't need to take a dinner setting for eight of you because if there's only two of you, then that's all you need is enough cutlery, enough crockery for two people and everything's fine. And your glasses and things, then you just put them in stubby holders so everything gets a double use wherever you can. So your stubby holders, you keep your glasses in there. That's good. And then before you go, you make sure that all your door latches are locked up, your drawers are pushed in and locked, your window latches are done. 
And then after you've done that, get somebody else to go in and double check your work because sometimes we can just be a little bit slack, can't we? So then don't put too much weight on the front or the back of your van because you'll see some people and they'll put massive toolboxes at the front or even a big toolbox at the back, even motorbikes that they'll strap onto the back bumper and that can throw your whole weight out. So you've got to be very, very careful on how. It's not just a matter of tying something on because you can, making sure that your caravan is balanced. And one of the suggestions is, and this is an interesting one, is that always travel with full water tanks because they're heavy and they're down low and that's better for your centre of gravity. Now, some people have said, well, what about if you just travel with half full water tanks? Well, your water tanks you're probably carrying about 180 litres capacity of water. So if you only put 90 litres capacity in, then as you're going around a corner, then you've got 90 litres, say the average body weight, 90k, um, going from side to side on you as you're going around corners, and that can throw a bit of stability out. So, you know, might be might be something to be aware of there. Then make sure your, your stays, you know, your legs are up, uh, your awning is all strapped down properly. Some people will use a bit of um, Velcro, an extra Velcro strap to keep the awning um, intact, you know, to make sure that those arms are strapped down properly. So make sure that your your legs are up, as I mentioned, and, and you're taking your chocks away and turn your gas bottles off. Got to do that. Got to turn your gas bottles off. Can't travel with gas bottles turned on. So everything's secure, everything's safe. And then... That's just something terrific. So thanks, Club 4x4, for that. That was really good of you. Now, if you've just got yourself a caravan, if you've just got yourself a new set of drawers, whatever it be, I know if you've got an off-road system set of drawers, you've just found a new love because you're going to love going away that much more often. And if you found a new love, you've got to listen to that from Lonnie Lee, haven't you? So here's Lonnie Lee, I found a new love. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. If you want to hear more of On The Road, or you want to share the show with other people, just go onto our website, ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au, and you'll find on there an easy access to how to find all the podcasts. And there's over 50 podcasts of the show. So there you go. That makes it nice and easy for you. You can find us on Facebook, On The Road Media on Facebook. You can find us on Spotify. Whatever you want, we're there for you. Our job, is to make sure that we all have a good time, isn't it? So here we go. Lonnie Lee, I found a new love. Hope you have, Will. <laughs> here we go. I found a new love. She is a true love. I found a new love. Last me all of my life. I, I had an old love.
Oh, yeah, Lonnie Lee. Hey, Lonnie Lee, I found a new love. Now, I found a new listener. Her name is Jean, and Jean contacted me during the week and said, what about doing something about Darwin or Alice Springs, something like that, because I know Jean. I know Jean, but she didn't know about the show. And this lady has done more travelling than anyone I know. I mean, if, if you want to go walk about... She can walk about you to places that you don't even know exist. By golly, you give her five minutes, she's in her car and she's gone. Bolted, throws her tent in the back of the car and she's gone. Fabulous. So she wanted to learn more about, or not learn about, but hear more about Alice Springs because Alice Springs is just a fabulous place. If you haven't been there, you've got to get it on your list because if you want adventure, it's adventure. It's a famous outback town. It's in the Northern Territory. It's nestled between the East and West McDonald Ranges and it's celebrated for its desert landscapes and it's got some fabulous, fabulous things. And you will never, never run out of things to do in Alice Springs. I know when I went there, ah, uh, oh, just walking down the main street was just amazing. Like it, it's got a real life to it. I'd I learned to play a didgeridoo. I didn't learn to play a didgeridoo, but I had a go at playing a didgeridoo as, as a... Oh, gee, fabulous, fabulous place. So you, you can watch the sunrise from a hot air balloon. Now, if you haven't done that, it's something you've got to do because you'll, as they say, you'll greet the desert dawn and you'll float peacefully over the outback in your hot air... And, and you'll see kangaroos and brumbies and camels and it's likely you're going to see so many things and then when you touch down they meet you with some sparkling wine and some juice and some light refreshments and oh how good's that i think that would be fabulous now if you want to do other things alice springs school of the air visitor center if you want to really learn about australia that's something to do because it's the world's largest classroom. I mean, with COVID, everybody's been playing school teacher basically for somebody or other, but this is the world's largest classroom. It covers 1.3 million square kilometres. It's called the Alice Springs School of the Air. It's the visitor centre. You wander through and then you've got the, the telegraph station. You can go to that, which is the original site of the Alice Springs first European settlement. And then you can head out of town to the kangaroo sanctuary. And, uh, oh, so much, so much to do. And if you want to see the desert come alive, well, you'll learn about the flora and the fauna that just thrive in central Australia at the Alice Springs Desert Park. So you'll follow pathways through, oh, three desert habitats to the free-flying birds of prey show in the nature theatre. You'll, you'll see local reptiles and bats and birds and the bilby, the Australian bilby, oh, in the cool, dark, nocturnal house. Oh, how pretty would that be? That would just be lovely. And then you'll hear how the Aboriginal people find and prepare their food and create bush medicine and store their water. Oh, clever, clever, clever. And if you want to wander through the gardens, you've got the olive pink botanic gardens and you can... Ask questions at the visitor centre about that. You can go to one of the world's best desert golf courses because golf's a little bit different in Alice. The, the manicured greens and the rolling fairways are stark against the red McDonald Ranges. So golfers from all over the world, they just love the challenge of that particular course. If you want to, you can ride a camel at sunset. How good's that? You can spot some kangaroos and birds and, and watch the ranges glow red under the sunset skies and take in the peace 
the peace, oh, the peace of the desert. Oh, lovely. As you ride your camel through the valley. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And then you can you can explore the, the what they call the West Max, which is the West McDonald Ranges. And that stretches 160k west of Alice Springs. And they're famous. If you want postcard scenery, oh, that's where you're going to get it. It's a world-class hike. World-class hike. From memory, it's about... Uh, Oh, the area there, you can you can wander through there is something like about number 20 in the world for the best hike. So really, really good. And you've got permanent water holes at Simpsons Gap. Then you've got the East McDonald Ranges and you've got 5,000 ancient rock carvings. 5,000 ancient rock carvings. So if you want to learn about Australia, it's the place to go. Rainbow Valley, if you want to plan for a sunset at Rainbow Valley, Oh, that might be a nice thing to do. It's a colourful sandstone bluff and you've got bands that change from blazing ochre to purple. So as the night disappears, then they start turning into purple and then you take a short walk to Mushroom Rock. Oh, wonderful. And then you can even go to Albert Namajira's birthplace. So there you go. Jean, I reckon that's your next trip. I reckon that's what you're going to do. I think that would be fabulous. Now, I tell you... Jean has been everywhere, and I reckon she deserves a song, and we're going to play I've Been Everywhere. This is for you, Jean. I've been everywhere. Hey, it's Lucky Star. You enjoy that. This is Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. Jess, good being on the road with you. Isn't that good that we can get out and see this fabulous country of ours? Isn't that good? I think it is. I love it. So here we go. Here's for you, Jean. I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere. Well, I was humping my bluey. On the dusty Udnadatta road When along came a semi With a high-end canvas-covered load If you're going to Udnadatta, mate um, With me you can ride So I climbed in the cabin And I settled down inside He asked me if I'd seen a road With so much dust and sand I said, listen, mate I've traveled every road in this hill land Cause I've been everywhere, man I've been everywhere, man Across the deserts, bare man I've breathed the mountain air, man I've traveled, I've had my chair, man I've been everywhere Been to Talamore, Seymour, Lismore, Malunabar, Nambor, Mooch, Torquil, Mormorillabar, Birdville, Emmerville, Wallaville, Connavano, Connavine, Strathron, Prosper, Nalladala, Darwin, Jean, Dinilla, Quinn, Mackilla, Wallamilla, Bogavilla, Cumberilla, I'm a killer I've been everywhere, man I've been everywhere, man Across the deserts, bare man I've breathed the mountain air, man I've traveled, I've had my chair man, I've been everywhere. Yeah, but listen here, mate, if you've been I've to... I've been to Maury, Tari, Drillaby, Bamboot, Wombar, Gunnadar, Karingbar, Willamaloo, Dalveen, Tambourine, Ningadine, Jindabine, Lithgow, Casino, Brigalow, Narromine, Megalong, Wyong, Tuggerwong, Wangarilla, Morel, Ogothella, Brindabella, I'm the fella who's been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man, I've breathed the mountain air, man. I've travelled, I've had my chair man, I've been everywhere. Yeah, I know that, but if you've been to... I've been to Hey, it's Scott Gibbons, and we are on the road. And I'll tell you where I'm on the road now. I'm 
at the brand new super shiny ARB. Now, over the time, I've told you about this ARB at St. Peter's. I've told you what they're doing, how they're doing it, and how good the new showroom was going to be. And I'm here right now. Oh, is it good? I'm with Trent. Trent's going to tell us all about what's happening with ARB because they've expanded this one. They've made it even bigger in the workshop and sales are going terrific. So this is Trent. Say good day to Trent. Trent, you say good day to people. G'day listeners, how are you going? So, what's happening with, with this super shop? Okay, we did some renovations um, oh, probably about six months ago now um, and made the showroom a, a lot bigger. We're classed as a ARB flagship store, um, and uh, which has given us an opportunity to be able to make the workshop a bit bigger for more fitters because the business is continually growing. And uh, it's especially now with COVID, 19 uh, with people not being able to travel overseas they're certainly spending a lot of money on setting themselves up to travel australia well that's fabulous now what's happening as far as what are they buying like people are coming in and they're, they're buying their vehicle is there a particular vehicle that's the flavor of the month at the moment yeah generally we see a lot of ranges and 200 series land cruisers um they seem to be the sort of choice vehicle for people to to travel especially towing caravans and that sort of thing they will uh, certainly gravitate towards the 200 series because it'll it, it can pretty much do everything in, and in style and comfort and, and what do they put on there trent what's the what's the things that they say gee i, I better have one of those and oh the first thing is normally the bull bar so you can give it a protection from animal strikes when you're out on the road in the country um lighting so they can see long distances down the road um, the snorkels, sidesteps and rails, UHF radios for communication, um, you know, suspension upgrades, um, you know, a lot of electrical for towing and... Um, and You're doing GVMs as well? We do, pre-registration, so on brand new vehicles, yes, we can do GVM upgrades um, on um, a, a wide variety of vehicles, but we're only certified to do new vehicles pre-registration. Now, you're talking, you, you mentioned snorkels. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people try and fit their own. That's not a clever thing to do, is it? Well, if you get someone who's going to, is game enough to, you know, whack a four-inch hole saw through the side of their brand-new car, um, <laughs> we don't invite people to come in and watch this process. Um, so, uh, yeah, our guys here are, are very well trained. We have all, um, you know, uh, all tradesmen from either mechanical, auto-electrical, um, panel-beating style trades. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, all, it's, it's something that you're best off leaving to professionals. Yeah, because I know as far as the skill, you, you've got all the skills because you know the products better than anybody. But even I just met Aaron out in the showroom and he's come from the workshop. So when people walk in, he actually knows the insides and outs of the product from both sides, doesn't he? Yeah, well, 100%. He, he can um, speak to people on a wavelength where they're asking, how does this work? How is it fitted, etc.? Um, and, uh, and, and, and be able to answer all those questions. Um, yeah, he, he's been in our workshop for, for, for a long time and decided that when the opportunity came along to step up into a sales career with ARB and um, yeah, he's doing, doing very well. And that's what ARB do. You try and actually keep the people within the business, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, Chad, our, uh, he's our branch manager now. Uh, he came from the workshop as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we, we, we try and promote from, from, from within, absolutely. That's terrific. So as far as the, the new 
What did you call it? A, a, a superstore? Flag, a flagship store. store. So mm-hmm. what is a flagship store? Well, there's a certain criteria that has to be met um, in regards to the way the, the showroom is set out and displayed um, and, uh, and the way the workshop functions. And we're, we're the first ARB corporate store, flagship store in, uh, in New South Wales. Wow. So tell everybody where you are. I know you're in St Peter's, New South Wales, but what's the actual address and what's the phone number? Yep. Okay, it's Unit 1, 500, Princess Highway, St Peter's. We're just next door to Hungry Jack's and we're in the same complex with Repco and Pet Barn and that sort of thing. So you come here, you can go and get uh, pet food, you can go to Repco and buy your car wash and, and come and see us and buy all your, all your four-wheel drive gear. <laughs> and go to Hungry Jack's and get go fed and get lunch. while you're waiting. Isn't that terrific? <laughs> so there you go. So if you want something for your four-wheel drive, something for your vehicle, and you're going to do the big trip, or even if you just want it to look good, then you come into ARB at St Peter's. And, of course, the phone number for ARB at St Peter's is 02-9565-2455. That's 02-9565-2455. When you ring through, just ask for Trent Robinson because he knows everything. And, and Trent knows even the song that we, we're going to play for him right now. Which song is it, Trent? Uh, ACDC, Gone Shooting, it's called. ACDC, Gone Shooting. By mm. golly, I, I don't know that one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig it out and I'm going to play it for you. You're going to love it. I'm going to love it. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So when you want something for your four-wheel drive, where do you go? ARB St Peter's. All right, this is Scott Gibbons. We're on the road, and here comes ACDC for you right now.
Oh, yeah, Kadaka. <laughs> Kadaka. Now, Club 4x4, they did this terrific thing about even if you're an experienced four-wheel driver, even if you're an experienced four-wheel driver, then if you do a new four-wheel driving course, you will learn so much more. So they got a group of enthusiasts together and they made sure that they all had a heap of fun. But what they found out was that even those that were experienced found out different things about four-wheel driving. So what happened was that they learned that the modern four-wheel drive has new technologies that are different to the old four-wheel drive. And then you get to learn the latest techniques and various other things. And if you if you do a four-wheel drive course, you might even save some money through Club 4x4. So there you go. So most four-wheel drives today have got IFS, which is independent front suspension, rather than the old-style live axle. So that means that they behave differently off-road than the older vehicles do. So if you've got like a GU Patrol or the other vehicles with a live axle, they've they've also got, when you compare it to the new vehicles, the new vehicles have got a whole heap of technology that the old ones don't have, including factory rear lockers in many cases, or they might have traction control or even electronic traction modes that alter the way the car's revs and the sensitivity of the traction control, and so much more. So while an experienced four-wheel driver will understand the importance of picking the right line and assessing the obstacle to be traversed in the wheel placement, doing a four-wheel drive course will cover off some of the new technologies and how they work and how best to use them in a modern vehicle. For example, you'll, you'll treat wheel spin totally differently in a modern vehicle compared to the older live axle ones. So the other great thing about a four-wheel drive course is that they delve into the mechanics of how a four-wheel drive really works and how it applies drive to your wheels, which gives you an in-depth understanding of what is really happening if you lose traction or, or you lose momentum. So knowing what's going on is the key to being able to navigate and and solve the problem in that situation. And choosing the off-road setting that you're going to use, you're going to have a significant impact in how the vehicle responds. So a four-wheel drive course, it gives you an exceptional environment and a safe environment to test and understand your new vehicle's requirements. So if you're climbing out of an older one and you're getting into one of the new ones with all the good, you know, all the good gadgets in them, then you need to do, I would suggest to you, you need to join a four-wheel drive club or at least do a course, but I would suggest to you, if you're not in a four-wheel drive club, you, you would do that. So your four-wheel drive recovery gear is constantly evolving as well, and it's changing, and the techniques are changing, and there's a myriad of ways to recover your four-wheel drive. You might use snatching or winching or recovery boards or a bog out or more. And on top of that, there's new technologies like soft shackles and recovery rings. So doing a four-wheel drive course, and I'll tell you what, with, with, with Christmas coming up, this is a beautiful thing to buy the family. So doing a four-wheel drive course, it'll generally expose you to some of the latest techniques to recover if you get stuck, including the hierarchy of recovery, which helps you manage the risk of injury to the environment and to your vehicle and to yourself. So that's all good. <coughs> Pardon me. So you'll also get exposure to guiding people through the obstacles, and that's pretty important. So if you need to navigate a rock step or deep ruts or even mud, then you'll learn how to assess the risk appropriately so that you can make the right decision on how to proceed. So I think that's a beautiful thing to do. Now, one of the things that I did 
and I did this a long time ago, and I tell you, it's one of the best things I ever did. I joined a four-wheel drive club. Now, the one I joined, and I'll give you the details on it because it's, it's a beautiful club. I joined what's called the TLCC, which is the Toyota Land Cruiser Club. Now, that's in New South Wales, and there's clubs all the way around Australia, and if this club isn't located comfortably for you, then you know, just go and Google four-wheel drive clubs, and they will teach you, because you, you'll be able to assess that different club, go along to a couple of meetings and see what you think, see, you know, taste and test, as they say. But the TLCC is just a terrific club. So they've got the, the capabilities, they've got terrific driver training. So the things that a member gets is phenomenal. And it's not just the member themselves that gets it, it's the family that gets it. So if you've got kids, then, you know, they go along and there's so many things for the kids to do all the way through the year. I know they've got Halloween coming up and they've got Christmas coming up and various other things. So a family membership, that gives you so much and you get driver training for two people with the TLCC, that is. But you get the driver training and you get other lifestyle courses and you get access to the club camping areas and their four-wheel drive properties and there's club club trips that are led by experienced trip leaders. And you'll learn from the knowledge of other experienced members because I've never met a more generous bunch of people than four-wheel drivers because they all want to share their knowledge. And then, of course, the club has its own library and it's got trip videos and material and they'll run four-wheel drive events and they'll have swap meets and they'll have social activities and there's a magazine that you'll get and there's recovery equipment shop. There's even apparel, so if you want to wear TLCC apparel, and you'll find this with most clubs as well. And then they've got different events that they have. So you've got land that you can drive around uh, because they've got their own land. Uh, but the beautiful part is is the, the friendship and the camaraderie that you will get when you join a four-wheel drive club. And then again, you might just get that discount through for Club 4x4 for their insurance. I think that's a good thing. Um, you, know, you check out which insurance company you want to do. I think that's beautiful. Now, with this COVID thing, I had a request for this again. I had a request for this. With this COVID thing, we're all coping in different ways, and this came through again. Uh, it was Betty. Betty contacted me and said, can you play Darren Hanlon's We All Cope in Different Ways? So here we go. We all cope in different ways, and we do, don't we? So this is Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. We all cope in different ways. Darren Hanlon, you enjoy this, and make sure that you go and join yourself a four-wheel drive club, and I think that's a great Christmas present for the family if you can do it after all this COVID stuff. Then do that. Here we go. We all came in different ways. Darren Hanlon, Scott Gibbons, we're on the road. I had a groundbreaking idea, but I forgot to write it down. Now every thought starts to distort and they chase themselves around. Every concept loses meaning when you look at it too long. And today's amazing line becomes tomorrow's awful song Well, time's longer than rope, I once heard somebody say There's nowhere to tie the end onto, so I just float away And it's been three weeks since I've seen the cheeks of friends I was goodbye kissing So I feed the magpie mince and hope he'll stay a while to listen We all cope in different ways so don't be too hard on yourself A hopeless string of empty days Life standing on an arctic shelf 
staring deep into the void of your undiscovered mind, searching desperately to find some comfort from the malaise. We all cope in different ways. We now watch the kind of films our former selves would not believe Old DVDs of Keanu Reeves and we sneeze into our sleeves I make calls to my great auntie, file tax ten quarters old But each receipt reminds me of when we were free and bold Then I got lost in Jane Austen, a posthumous work persuasion She's the early 1800s poster girl for isolation her characters claim love if from some wealthy socialite But Jane retained a single life and stayed at home to write We all cope in different ways So don't be too hard on yourself A hopeless string of empty days Lies standing on an arctic shelf Staring deep into the void Of your undiscovered mind Searching desperately to find Some comfort from the malaise We all cope in different ways They say the world's been granted this chance for collectives end But I keep refreshing to find more death in my heart, it breaks again But statistics are just fish sticks without the human faces How can I empathise with all the lives that each number embraces? When the behaviours of my own neighbours are making me suspicious They prance around all over town like mobile petri dishes so I lock the doors and windows and pull the blinds to make a blinker I become my own worst nightmare, anti-social overthinker But we all cope in different ways So don't be too hard on yourself A hopeless string of empty days Lie standing on an arctic shelf Staring deep into the void Of your undiscovered mind If you're lucky you might find Some comfort from the malaise We all cope in different ways